Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. All right, welcome to a new thesis podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. It's normally going to be called the Thursday Thesis because we love alliteration here at Cyclone Fanatic. But I'm heading on the RVTV tour today, so I'm not going to be in the Carl Chevrolet studios tomorrow. That's why we are recording this podcast on a Wednesday. Normally, we're going to have a stream as well from this. We are, um, Jared Stansbury joins me. We're a couple of internet guys. Uh, We have radio backgrounds, and we're trying to figure out this streaming thing all on our own, and it's proving to be a little bit more difficult. So we're going to get this figured out, I promise. And it's going to be a really beautiful-looking stream for you guys, Um, but we just don't have the time right now to... Um, knock this out today as we were having some complications. The fact of the matter is that the technology we both started our careers on was probably implemented in like 1975. Probably. And it's all... At KMA Radio. Yeah, it's all... Shenandoah. It's all evolved. But that's okay. We'll we'll get it figured out. And I, I just told Jared, you know what, let's, let's stop screwing with it and let's do a really good podcast today for our large audience on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. The Thursday Thesis is always brought to you by Ames Eye and Des Moines Eye, AmesEyeCare.com, DSMEyeCare.com. Some of my favorite people we get to work with at Cyclone Fanatic, Dr. Kruger, uh, is the man. He pretty much saved me. I talk about this all the time, and I'm not just BSing you guys when I talk about the 30-minute appointment that I took with Dr. Kruger and how he basically eliminated... Uh, chronic headaches from my life so go and check them out if you have anything like that uh, if you have a family i'm a local guy support local aimseyecare.com dsmicare.com also today jared big day for us here on the cyclone fanatic podcast network today's podcast is brought to you by bush light the unofficial beer of iowa of i of the state of iowa yeah. You left it a little loose ended there. What do you mean? Of yeah. Iowa. The state of Iowa. Yeah. That's what everybody drinks. It's like the no, number one yeah, selling I, beer in the state of Iowa. I'm not disagreeing with that part. I'm saying this is, a, this is of all the weeks, this might not be the week when we leave it loose ended with Iowa. Oh, I mean, okay. Uh, you're taking state it there. State of Iowa. The state of Iowa. Bush. We need like a cracking of a can. Yeah. Sound effect. Yeah. Can uh, look that up. Do we talk about the other part? Um, not yet. Okay. But we're, well, we can talk about the tweet that I put out last night. We're yeah. trying to get the Bush Light guy to the Cyclone Ames Day event yeah. coming up on Saturday. I think we're making some progress. I think we're making progress getting the Bush Light guy to Ames. Stay tuned. Been working on that. All right. Um, today's podcast, um, really want to dig deep, obviously, on Iowa and Iowa State. Saturday's Cyhawk game. They're opening up the parking lots at 5 o'clock in the morning. Actually, you can um, – they put out the press release yesterday. If you want to go and get in line for college game day, you can go as early as 3.30 in the morning. Jared, the game starts at 3. That's almost 12 hours of just hanging out around Jack Trice Stadium. This might be a college kid's dream where you go to the bar on Friday night. Oh, God, don't do that. Don't – don't – you get, you know, you get, you get down on the AJ's dance floor. You maybe, mm. you know, have a few. Sounds horrible. Have a few uh, oh. pops. Bush and then lights. You, yeah, have a few bush lights. 
you go back to your house, God. you get all ready don't, to go, you put your long johns on, give and you are out idea. there less than an hour and a half uh, after the bar God, closes. This sounds horrible. Ready to go, ready to, to get ready to watch Iowa State play the Cyclones and ready to, to cheer on college game day in Ames, Iowa. Man, what a... I'm jealous of all these kids that have I'm the, the opportunity to do this. That sounds horrible. I'm just saying. If I gotten old... Yes. Okay. I have a lot on my mind about this game. And the whole point of if this is your first thesis that you've listened to, I want us to be able to go uh, more in-depth, more strict football, um, less of the shenanigans and more, you know, hardcore football stuff. And I want to also point out... Shots fired at Jeff Woody. Yeah. (laughs) I did fire a shot at Jeff Woody. I didn't knowingly do it, but I did. Yeah. Um, so listen to the interviews that I'm doing with Campbell would be a tip that I'm giving a lot of our listeners right now. Um, if you guys haven't noticed by now, Matt Campbell is not exactly Mike Leach when it comes to the press conference setting. Correct. This is correct. He's not going to give away much. He's very close to the vest. This is just the way that he rolls. So keep that in mind. When I get him on one-on-one, he's he's very open. He's actually, it's much better because he's just a different type of guy when he's got cameras in front of him and stuff. So listen to those. I learn a lot from those. He's very good in that type of a setting. And if you're not, um, if you're not downloading those every week to your phone, or whatever, I would highly suggest doing that going forward. Um, the thesis today, Jared, I've kind of broken down different matchups throughout this game that I think are going to be vital and, and some things that I think Iowa State can do to exploit a few weaknesses within the Iowa Hawkeyes. It is interesting to me how after the one game Iowa State played and the two games Iowa played, We've we've kind of gone from a deal where a lot of people were picking Iowa State to win this football game to it's completely gone the other way. Right. I don't know hardly anyone picking Iowa State at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is almost – I think that that goes in Iowa State's favor, I'll be honest. Oh, I do too. Because I think that right now going into this game, and I know that I'm, I'm pretty damn sure that their coach is probably using this as motivation – in reality, do, are, is everybody down and out on the Cyclones? Probably not. I mean, there's probably still a lot of people that think that Iowa State can be a good team. But I imagine that the, this, the speech that he's going to give before the game is, what do you guys have to lose? Because nobody believes in you anyway. They all think you're way better than you. They're, all, they're way better than you. What's it matter? Go out there and play as hard as you possibly can. You've got nothing to lose. They're the ones with everything to lose. Yeah. They're the ones with all the pressure on them. They're the ones with all the expectations, the four straight wins. Yeah. What do you guys have? Mm-hmm. Nothing. You have no expectations. You have everybody thinks you suck. You just beat a FCS oh, yeah. team by three and points. Campbell loves this stuff. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what their coach is, is telling them right now. Is that reality? Well, I mean, to an extent, maybe, but not to probably the extreme that it, it might get in their minds or something. Stat of the day: five of the last Cyhawk games have been decided by six points or fewer. Um, five of the last six. Five of the last eight. Oh, okay have been decided by six points or fewer. And I think in a lot of those games where it wasn't, there were some anomalies. You know, it was Campbell's first year. 
um, those sort of things. Well, that's really the only one that wasn't competitive. Even the one in, in, what was it, 15? That in, was 27 17 or 27 21 or whatever. I think it was 31 17. That was a close game until the, yeah, until the Iowa end. Iowa got a cheap touchdown at the end. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So let's go through some of these matchups and things that I think Iowa State might, that you might see from the Cyclones on Saturday. I want to start on the offensive line and what happens if Newell is out at center. I'm starting to lean that he won't play. You think so? Just I'm just going off of language. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you talk about Kene Nuwangu and Campbell's very much. I expect him to play all this. The fact that it was Tuesday and Matt Campbell still throwing the word questionable around leads me to question Newell on the offensive line for Iowa State on Saturday. So what happens if he's out? And I, I thought, like, my gut instinct when he got hurt against Northern Iowa was that you would move Julian Good-Jones back. Yeah. I don't necessarily know that that's going to be the case. John Walters gave us a good tip on Fanatics a couple weeks ago. Right after It was right after the Northern Iowa game, and I asked him. And he pointed out that Matt Campbell was very steadfast throughout the offseason that he wanted to keep Julian at the same position, really for the first time in his career. Mm-hmm. Julian... Um, his, he's a very versatile offensive lineman, but with that, he hasn't really gotten to stay in one spot. Right. And it's, pop, it's probably hindered his progression as an offensive lineman during that time. I think that he's – I think in their minds, he's their best option at left tackle at this point in his career. So let's say that he's at left tackle. What about moving the Olsen kid to center? Has he ever played – Center before? I believe he's gotten reps. Okay. I don't know about in the big show, but I believe he's gotten reps. Well, I think we know for sure he has never done it in the big show. Because I think what that would do is that opens up Trevor Downing to go in over on the left side. Yeah. And then you can either keep Kniffle at right guard. I do hear, Jared, that this Robert Hudson is a guy to keep an eye on that if Newell is out, this Robert Hudson could potentially slide in and give some quality reps at right guard or left guard or, or wherever. But he's a guy, he's a mauler, that type of a dude. Yeah. And then you have some versatility with Kniffle. If you need him to help out Meeker at right tackle, you can. Mm-hmm. Meeker is kind of a wild card to me. He's a guy who I would rather have playing 25 snaps compared to 45. Yeah. I just think he's better. It's yeah. nothing against him, but he's not. I think we've seen enough of Bryce Meeker over the years to know that he's not going to be. He's not what Alaric Jackson is at right, ta- right tackle for Iowa. Yeah. So if you can find a way to lessen his load, he will be better off for it in the long term. These are just some things to keep an eye on because I think. Iowa State, if Newell is out, is going to have to get creative up front on offense. I am just really weary of the idea of, man, really shuffling all those guys around. Another thing, though, Jared, um, I I, I agree with you. I just wonder, too, because we've heard so much from Matt Campbell about Oh, we have five weeks of fall camp with the bye and everything. Yeah. How much of this has already been shuffled behind the scenes that we just didn't get to see? Yeah. Well, and that's fair. I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they've been working on a lot of this stuff for quite a while. Yeah. But it it is 
concerning to me the idea of throwing a guy out there against Iowa who is against with a sophomore quarterback who I know has played in a lot of games but if these guys if anybody's going to try and really confuse him it's probably going to be these guys and like try and really throw some funky stuff at him and I know that they usually play pretty base but I mean think about what they did to Kyle Kemp last year where Mm -hmm. he's Mm -hmm. getting blown up by people that he never even sees and that center has to make all of your calls like he's the guy that's yeah, no Todd doubt. Is the quarterback the offensive line? You know, and the idea of just throwing a guy who's never done that on the on the big stage that may, that makes me weary. And then and then even then, if you're going to throw a redshirt freshman on his left and mix in another redshirt freshman or redshirt sophomore guy that's really hardly yeah. ever played it. I, I think when I mentioned right, those guys too, I think that they realize against Iowa, you're going to have to rotate. Yeah, like you're not going to play five guys every snap. I'm just trying to play the devil's advocate here. Yeah, that there's. That, to me, would be worrisome. Well, I think that no matter what Iowa State rolls out up front on offense, it's worrisome. Yeah. It is for me, at least. Like, that's the big question mark going into this game. Right. Now, having said that, I actually think that Iowa State can run block against Iowa okay. It's pass protection that really is a question mark for me. Yeah, I mean, number 94 is pretty pretty freaking good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and the thing is with him, like, let's say it's third and eight. Yeah. And he's pinning his ears back. Like, I don't know what Iowa State can do to keep him. I mean, outside of chipping him with the tight end and, and you're then leaving a running do. back in to try and do something, yeah. I, I don't know. So my point is, um, that's a good key. Stay away from third and long Yeah, against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Keep an eye on that offensive line because I think that we kind of said this on the thesis a couple weeks ago. Um, but I think that we're going to see more movement there now, especially with the Newell situation. And even if Newell can play, how healthy is he going to be? Is he able to play? How many series can he go? Mm-hmm. Is he full strength? We don't know. And Matt Campbell rarely is up front about injuries, as is any coach in the country. Right. So keep an eye on that. For the same reason that there are people out there who still feel like Alaric Jackson is going to play in the game. <laughs> Correct. You know, that they're like, yeah, yeah. We, we don't believe this. He's going to pull the whole the Cordell Pimsel. Cordell Pimsel. <laughs> yeah. Pull his red shirt just to beat Iowa State. And then go right back on the right back on the mend. Uh, key matchup, and we're going to stick with the offensive line versus that defensive line. I have a key. This has less to do with, like, play-by-play and, like, man-to-man matchups, but I think it's an overall key that will give Iowa State's offense success specifically in this scenario is I think tempo is going to be key Mm -hmm. on Saturday. The one thing, if you've scouted Iowa and if you know much about this Hawkeye football team, they're loaded at their starters. They're playing with less depth than they really ever have before on that side of the ball, right? Specifically up front and in the back end. And I think that um, we saw Iowa state try and run tempo a little bit against Northern Iowa, and oftentimes when that tempo started going, there was a dumb penalty here, a mistake, you know, a drop pass, stuff like that that would constantly, you know, hold Iowa State back. And mm-hmm. I think that you're going to see Iowa State really try and push the tempo with Iowa and attempt to dig into that too deep. Yeah. And I think with that, you're going to be able to help your offensive line because they're going to be overmatched like Iowa's defensive line is going to it's going to outclass Iowa's uh, Iowa State's offensive line what can you do 
schematically to help mask that. And you can wear those guys down to the point where, you know, maybe a two-yard gain can turn into a four or five. I'm highly suggesting that Iowa State run some tempo and with that, you know, attacks edges. Yeah. I think that they think that they can run the ball at Iowa, but I don't think they're going to be doing it between the tackles. This seems like a game that Kane Nwangu could have a big impact. I would agree. As long as he's good and 100% ready to go. You know, I don't think you want to throw him out there and give him the ball 25 times, but would it surprise you at all if he busted a big one and went no and and went 40 yards to the house no i mean it wouldn't surprise me either and i think too you know re- reading what kirk ferentz said yesterday in his press conference which i'm gonna have more on that here later today he was talking about how iowa state has a lot of veterans in the starting lineup a lot of guys who comes back in on that the top of the two deep but he's like that's where i think they have the advantage is that even on the second and third lines of their two deep is there's a bunch of names that you already know. Yeah. He's like, and that's where they have an advantage and on us right now is just that they've got a bunch of dudes who have played a lot of football at the college level already. It's the Thursday thesis on a Wednesday presented by Ames Eye Care, Des Moines Eye Care, AmesEyeCare.com, DSMEyeCare.com. We are also today presented by Bush. Jared, that's the sound of refreshment. Gonna have me a few cold bush lights tonight in Rockwell City. Follow us on the Cyclone Fanatic Instagram page. I'll be doing stories from my trials and tribulations on the RV TV tour. We are headed to the great city of Humboldt, the home of Kevin Dresser, coming up on Thursday. And then I'm gonna be in Ames on Friday. Jared is going to be covering the uh, college game days they're coming to your city on friday you're gonna take nikki with you to shoot some video yeah i haven't asked her yet okay that's that's my plan i'm gonna be um friday all over the place in ames a potential podcast with george niang niang is see y'all heard him y'all heard niang on sunday night on the old man game pod fired up he he's itching to have some run-ins with some hawkeye fans yeah yeah and uh niang getting to town this week here in the next couple days potentially going to be meeting up with the big man also coming up this week on the cyclone fanatic podcast network late tonight it'll be after dark ed wilson Keith Murphy, Ross Peterson, Scott Sipker, potentially John Sears and Mark Freund chipping in on the RVTV After Dark (laughs) podcast that will be presented exclusively by Bush Light, the unofficial beer of Iowa. How to score on Iowa's defense. And the key here will be getting to that second level and knowing how to do so again, I think that Iowa State can attack the edges. That that don't that that, that game plan last year, mm-hmm. Coach, didn't work. I don't think it will this year either. Um, but what I think that Iowa State can do, in multiple occasions, I think that the run game that they can attack the edges with some of those guys, specifically Johnny and and Kenne. Yeah. 
But I think we're going to see tight ends used in the passing game unlike anything we've seen at Iowa State in years. With that, I have a player prediction, Jared, who I believe will have a big game for the Cyclones. You want that? Yeah. Tariq Milton. He's not a tight end. No, he's not. But I think he's a guy who can get lost in the shuffle. Okay. I think if Iowa State utilizes its tight ends, like I believe that it will, in multiple facets of the game, pass protection, the run game, and the receiving game, who's a guy like if you're if you're an Iowa fan and you're scouting Iowa State and you go off it, or defensively, we need to keep an eye on this guy. It's Deshante Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Who's a guy who can get lost in the shuffle in that underneath type quick passing game when you're attacking the edges of the Iowa defense? I think it's Tariq Milton. And the tight ends. Yeah. But I think Milton, of all of them, though, Jared can get lost in the shuffle. Okay. Which is what I'm kind of looking for here. Yeah. He's a guy who I feel like when I watch Northern Iowa, what did he have, like two receptions or whatever, but could have easily had six. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that Jones is running, Milton's running too, and Jones just had a more favorable matchup, and Brock Purdy could find him easier in that football game. I know they also view Tariq as a guy who can take the top off the defense, so he's yes. probably running a little bit more vertical sometimes. Which will be interesting to see again if you can do that against the University of Iowa, if you'll have time to do that against the University of Iowa. Tariq Milton, big day, calling it right now. I'm going to give my official prediction, and we'll go through this week in the Big 12 when we come back. Take a word from our sponsors here on the thesis Usually on Thursdays, today it's on a Wednesday on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. It's hard to find a place everyone can agree on, but we found we all love Buzzard Billies. Yeah, the kids love their chicken strips, boneless wings, and cheese sticks. My husband goes for a classic burger or tenderloin, and I love to spice it up with one of their signature Cajun pastas or jambalaya. Yeah, there's a whole lot to love at Buzzard Billy's. The food, the prices, the parking, and the smiles on my happy campers. Big portions, budget-friendly. Buzzard Billy's. Choice Weather Network. With appliances, countertops, backsplashes, window treatments, custom design cabinetry, and flooring, there's a whole lot more to Royal Flooring than you may know. Everything for your home from the floors up. Shop Royal Flooring. Welcome back to the thesis here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network, Cyhawk Game 2019. Thanks to all of our sponsors, specifically our friends at Ames Eye and Des Moines Eye, AmesEyeCare.com, DSMEyeCare.com. They also gave some sweet Maui Gym sunglasses to our charity fundraiser that was a couple of weeks ago, and we appreciate that. They are good people supporting the community. Presented by Bush, the sound of refreshment. They got the uh, camo cans out. You see those? They do the buck. The, uh, they're not camo. They're the orange. They're big buck hunter. Yeah. 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 Daddy likes those. Um, so what's my prediction for Iowa and Iowa State? I'm going to run you through like the, like where I've been at mentally with this. Okay. Okay. So I thought all offseason Iowa State would win this game. I think that it was totally natural after the Northern Iowa game to question that. Mm-hmm. I think it's totally normal to watch Iowa obliterate Miami of Ohio 
who I think was better than Rutgers, by the way. Rutgers was awful. And Rutgers. And I think it's easy to say, well, we've seen that. Sure. Yeah. I was the pick here. And I, to be honest, have, I've been fighting that all week. Like, it makes sense to pick Iowa here, doesn't it? The way that they looked, the way that Iowa State looked. But I just can't help but keep going back and... I've watched the Northern Iowa game three times, for the most part, the the parts I could stomach. And Iowa State wasn't that bad. They were bad in certain situations. They were bad in, um, they weren't a disciplined football team, which is rare for a Matt Campbell coach team. Mm -hmm. Iowa State's never going to beat you with sheer talent. They've got to play smarter than you and more disciplined than you and be tougher than you. I thought they were plenty tough in that game, but I don't know if they were smarter than Northern Iowa, and I certainly don't think that they were more disciplined than the Panthers. Right. A lot of the stuff that you saw in that game that went awry for the Cyclones, I think is film fixable. I think that uh, here's the deal. At the end of the day, when I watched that game again, it didn't look like, oh, Iowa State doesn't have good players. Mm -hmm. That's not what I thought. I think that that game could have – if a couple of things go different um, early, uh, that could have been a 24 to three game or whatever, right? Um, I, I guess like I, I heard stuff like, oh, you take them lightly. I don't think I would say took them lightly. I think that they, I think the Panthers are a type of team where if, if you dick around for long enough, like Iowa State did, yeah, then they can bite you, man. They're good enough to do that in week one. And when I look at this matchup with Iowa, I think that we are all a little bit skewed in the sense that we've seen Iowa beat up on a couple of bad teams, and they've been very impressive. I think the only, the only thing anybody can be critical of Iowa right now is of who that they beat. Mm-hmm. But they can't control that. You know, they've been very impressive. Nate Stanley been very impressive. But I also think there's some holes there that Iowa State specifically can exploit. I think Iowa's going to have a hard time running the ball. I think both teams will, for that matter. I think that Nate Stanley will see a lot of different looks from John Hancock. There's no doubt in my mind that he will. And I think that this is a game where Vegas is exactly right. It is a total toss-up. And because of that... I'm going to stick with my guns. I think Iowa State has good enough players to win. I think Iowa State has one of the best coaches in the entire country, and Matt Campbell. I think Kirk Ferentz is really good, too. Break it down like this. Quarterback, where are we at here? Probably a wash. Yeah. I mean, if we're being realistic, take your goggles off. It's probably a wash. He's a senior. NFL prospect. Um, coaching, probably a wash at this point. I think both defenses can be good to great this year, and I think both offenses can be average to good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I do think – excuse me. Got to wet your whistle. Ugh. Hot coffee, I love it. <laughs> I do think that the bye week, it's been much discussed. I think it will help Iowa State. Mm-hmm. And I think that Iowa State comes out looking like a totally different team. Not necessarily in the sense of 
you know, fire and all that stuff. But I think that I think they'll do a lot of the same things that they did against Northern Iowa. Jared, I just think they'll do it better. And I think it has less to do with the opponent and more to do with them. We see this all the time in college football. This is nothing new. Matt has me convinced that that bye week was a good thing. I'm going to roll with him. My official prediction, Iowa State 20, Iowa 17. The home field advantage is an advantage. Iowa State forces just enough turnovers, which is key. Got to win the turnover battle. Iowa State's never beaten Iowa in the turnover battle since Matt Campbell became head coach. That's a key. I'll go with the clones by three. All right. I like it. Got anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at what happened against Northern Iowa, I don't think that it's that they'll look like a different team as far as scheme or anything like that. The the thing I think that they did against Northern Iowa is that they were not necessarily being vanilla, but there was no sense of urgency mm-hmm. in anything that they were doing. They're like, we can do about whatever and probably still win, you know? And I'm not saying that they do that in a, they're saying it in like a demeaning way or anything like that. Yeah. They were just really trying to not show their hand at all. And they would have been fine by not doing that until Brock Purdy got sacked and fumbled the yeah. ball and it got returned for a touchdown. He missed a chip shot field goal. Yeah. And it was like a couple things happened that really hurt them to where then they're like, okay, we got to open up the bag of tricks a little bit more here. And I imagine that especially defensively, Nate Stanley is going to see some things from the Iowa State defense that he has not seen on film before. No, I, I would agree with you completely. There, I think that these guys have probably spent a lot of time watching Nate Stanley film. I would agree. In the last yeah. nine months. You know, I, I think there was probably a lot of preparation for game number two when even before game number one, that this has been something that's been in the works for a long time. These guys will be ready to go. I, I think I obviously will win too. I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't want to overreact to one game, you know? Yeah. And that, that's my biggest thing. Like, I watch the game back. Iowa State has good players. It's well, not, this is not a talent thing. Well, and the people that maintain that, oh, Iowa State's won – two of their last three games uh, by combined six points against two FCS teams. This is, it's not an excuse when you say that that game against Drake is not, that was a hardly a real football game. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Like literally was hardly a real football I, game. I just question like anybody. Anybody who does that has seriously. Well, is, are you, that's ignorance. Did you watch it? Yeah. Did you watch the game? Did you see what it was like outside? Did you go outside that day? <laughs> yeah, were you I there? wouldn't want to play football on that. Yeah, I mean, it was that. So, like, that's in no way something that you can judge. But I think that that's what a lot of, especially Iowa fans, are and looking at. And I think at. Northern Iowa, you give them credit. I think I, Northern Iowa's going to be a good team. Yeah, and they do this all the time. Dude, that quarterback. He's legit. If Northern Iowa's going to go and, and make a run at North Dakota State, that kid might be the reason why. Not this year, but in the future. That dude is the real freaking deal. All right, real quick on the Big 12 this week. The pick is in 2017 Iowa State. Kansas State at Mississippi State super interesting. I think Kansas State is playing with a lot of they're, – they're playing with some fire under their butts behind the new head coach. Um, possible upset here. Possible upset here. The Wildcats are seven-and-a-half-point underdogs. I'm – they haven't beaten anybody. I'm not, I'm not too all in yet. But I, I, I've thought the whole time he was a perfect match there, climbing, mm-hmm. and I think that they're probably going to be better than we thought. Oklahoma at UCLA, total snoozer. UCLA sucks. 
However, you always had the worry, Big 12 team going to the West. That's where us Midwesterners go to die. Especially you in Los Angeles. Speaking of that, Texas Tech is at Arizona. A little bit different. Same area of the country. Yeah. That is going to be Pac-12 after dark on Saturday night. 9.30 kickoff. I'll be locked in. Goodness gracious. To that one. That'll be when we're just going to be getting off work. Yeah. Little uh, Raiders and Raiders and Wildcats. Yeah. Out in, out in the desert. Friend of the program, Matt Wells, heading to Tucson. Who even is the coach? Is it Kevin Sumlin still the coach for Arizona? Khalil Tate? Yeah. There it is go. Kevin Sumlin. There you go. There we go. So there's your Big 12 uh, really, this week. My, uh, my you're favorite. Missing a game. Which one? Who do the Jayhawks play? Man, I don't even know. I think they play Boston College, if I remember correctly. Probably um, will not I play. like, real quick, a few gambling plays. These are ones to look into. I'm not telling you to go and bet a ton of money. Look into these. I like Oklahoma State minus 14 at home against Tulsa a lot. I think Oklahoma State is – I've been saying this for months. I think they're vastly under the radar. They're going to score a crap ton of points this year. And I kind of like your Nebraska Cornhuskers minus 14 over Northern Illinois. Bounce back game. I'm just throwing that out there. Looking into that one. Because their offense is fine. They figured that stuff out. We'll see. They did? Yeah. They'll be fine. They just choked. Losers culture over there. They got tired. They got tired in the second half. And they won't against Northern Illinois. Those are two that I'm looking at right now, early in the week. I love Oklahoma State, though. It's my favorite one. With that, um, we appreciate you for listening to the thesis. We'll do this every week during the season, presented by Ames Eye, Des Moines Eye, AmesEyeCare.com, DSMEyeCare.com, and all of our other great sponsors here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. It'll be a lot of podcasts for you guys coming up. Um, Jared and Kevin will be doing stands and fits. Uh, they're recording Wednesday night, I believe. Correct. And then um, Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show Thursday night, and then that's it. I'm going to try and... Um, well, you'll have some after dark. After dark, yeah, we'll have that as well. But we're our week is, believe it or not, you kind of start to wind down on Thursday, mm-hmm. and then boom, bada boom, bada bang, kickoff Saturday. Pre-game show will be at noon, where we're hoping to have the Bush Light guy on if he comes to town. Yeah, we're trying to get him to town. We'll keep you updated on that. He's Jared Stansberry. I'm Chris Williams signing off. Have a great rest of your Cyhawk week, everybody.